JB here. Thanks to Nathan and all the team at Country Auto's GWM Havel. Morning, Olivia. How are you? Good morning, JB. Some horrible news. I, I can't. I'm so... Do you know how many people say to me, are you named after Olivia Newton-John? Took the words right out of my mouth. Were you? Nah, I wasn't. I don't think so. No, I wasn't. Because I know Olivia Newton-John, who we sadly lost overnight at the age of 73, her daughter Chloe mm. was born in 86. Correct. And if you look at the birth records for 87 and 88, the name Chloe just went ballistic. Correct. So, yeah. Mm. Um, just phenomenal career she had. I mean, yeah. four four Grammy Awards, worldwide number one. I mean, the outpouring of uh, of of grief on social media yeah. from uh, like she's really she, Australia's Princess Di. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Yeah, just just a phenomenal career, you know, and 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 just a wide variety of people. Um, yes, uh, you know, because politicians. she stayed true to her Australian nature as well. Yeah. So many actresses and actors that go overseas yeah. tend to lose their accent, yeah. lose their home roots. Whereas Olivia yeah. Newton-John, you just everyone knows she's Aussie. Yeah, and do you know she actually commissioned for her role Sandy to be Australian? Oh yeah, yes. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. What the, the they were gonna they yeah, were so gonna the make her Canadian play or something? It's not. Yeah, she's right. Not Australian. An Irish backpacker or something like that. Well, no, I think and she's from America, but like yeah, a right. different location. Yeah. And when she yeah. got the role, she was sitting down for dinner with producers, yeah. and they said, you know, like she hadn't really lost her accent. Yeah, yeah. And she spoke to them about keeping her Australian. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That's good. Little fact for you. The, thank you very much. Let's play. The Facebook Marketplace Price is Right. Oh, I hope I win this time. 676 if you'd love to give this a go. Love to hear from you. A pizza up for grabs if you get this one right. We've got three items from the Tamworth Facebook Marketplace this week. You put these in order from lowest to highest, and that pizza all yours if you love to give it a go. It's a bit of fun. Love giving away this morning. 676 Olivia, here's the three items. Okay. We've got Joe who is selling wooden guitar templates. They were once on display at the It's a Guitar-Shaped World at the Tamworth Regional Gallery back in 2010. Okay, how big are they? Like, what's a template? Oh, like, they're they're proper... They're proper guitars? Yeah, guitar shape. Okay, cool. Yeah, and, and like, guitar to scale. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, So that's from Joe. A little bit of actual, like, art history you Mm -hmm. can have in your home from Joe. Yeah. Taryn is selling a Yamaha sound system with two JBL speakers and a compact disc changer. Hello. You can load all your hit machine discs in okay. that bad boy and just spin them around. Love that. Hey, remember that? A friend of mine, I was envious at their place. They had like a 200-disc stacker Yeah, and it's always in like house. a glass cabinet. Oh, so good. Yeah. It was amazing. Was fancy. Oh, yeah. Mm. And finally, Ashton is selling a ride-on mower. It needs some repairs to the fuel tank, apparently. Oh, that's expensive. But aside from that, a Rover ride-on mower from Ashton. So Joe selling some wooden guitar templates. Taryn selling a Yamaha sound system. And Ashton selling a ride-on mower. 676 Put those in order from lowest to highest. And uh, you'll win yourself a JJ's Pizza. What are you going okay, with, Olivia? this is a tough one because I'm not... I just put stuff on Marketplace myself and it's hard. Um, I'm going to say the mower is the most expensive, even though it's got a dodgy thing. Yep. 
um, because I feel like that's a vehicle, so that's expensive. Yeah, that's, yep. Um, and then I'm going to go the Yamaha yep, sound okay. system. Yep, in the middle. In the middle, because, yep. you know, it's. I think that's pretty classic. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to say the guitar templates because not interested in them. Yeah. Um, and can you play them? They sound like they're not real. No, no, they're just sculptures. I mean, I know they're from 2010, they're vintage, but um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to be the cheapest, I'm going to say. Right. Sorry, Regional Council Gallery. Uh, Joe. Joe, so yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe. Joe's got them. 676-2299, what do you think? Put them in order from lowest to highest and a JJ's Pizza, all yours. We'll come back after this and see if you're the winner. <laughs> Tamworth Facebook Marketplace price is right time. We've got Joe who's selling some wooden guitar templates. This is part of history. The uh, Tamworth Gallery in 2010 did a... It's a guitar-shaped world. They got random items. Mm. Uh, they made guitar-shaped, basically. Like noodles? Sure, noodles. Pool Pasta? noodles made into a guitar. I love pool noodles. I should be an, I should be an artist. You should be. Um, Joe made some guitar, wooden guitar templates for mm-hmm. it. So they're up for sale. Why doesn't he want them? That's the real question. Taking up room? Uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Given up on guitar-shaped items. Sounds like it. So over it, the novelty's worn He's out. Angry. Rather He's like, get out of here. <laughs> prefer trumpet-shaped items oh or gosh. something now. Xylophones <laughs> or something, I don't know. Uh, Taryn's selling a Yamaha sound system with two JBL speakers and, and a compact disc changer. Mm-hmm. And Ashton's got a ride-on Rover mower. Needs some repairs to the fuel tank. You put before, Olivia, the cheapest being the wooden guitar templates. Yeah. The middle uh, was the Yamaha sound system and the most expensive was the ro- Rover mower. Yeah. I can confirm the cheapest was the wooden guitar templates. Yay! You can have a piece of history for $40 for oh, the guitars. What? 40, 40 bucks. Yeah, $40. Look, art's not cheap, Olivia. That's a bargain. $40. You reckon yeah, Joe needs to put cheap. more on it? Okay. I was thinking a couple hundred. Nah. 40 bucks. Jeez, I forget what For I the wooden guitar. Sorry, I thought you were saying Joe put too much on him. Nah, if you were like, down in Melbourne, they'd be trying to get that gone for like $800. <laughs> They'll put them on a laneway or something like that down make there. make some of my stuff online cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> However, you put most expensive was the Rover lawn- no. lawnmower. The Yamaha sound systems no are most expensive. No one these anymore. Sorry. The ride you on- can't use it. It's going to be just for looks. The Rover Rider Mower is the most ex- uh, is the uh, isn't the most expensive. That's 150. You're joking me. Taryn, the Yamaha Sound System, 200. dollars You're joking. I nah. would buy that ride on mower and just ride it around town. Needs a new fuel tank. Um, I don't know what the repairs well, are. That's to that. probably expensive. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon if it's a working fuel tank, I reckon Ashton would have a couple hundred bucks on that. Yeah. We'd be seeing I a different play out. So off. I got to start looking at marketplace because I thought some of these <laughs> things. Were- in the few hundred marks. Nah, nah. I'm so, so there out you go. of it. Thanks for playing. We'll play it again next Tuesday here at 92.9. Next, uh, Ryan and also Rachel from The Block joining me for a bit of a chat. Ooh. And we'll also play uh, real paint colour or fake paint colour with those guys. We'll do that next after our local news. Join Hutchin and Pierce at this year's Equip Field Days for a massive... Ra- 
Rachel and Ryan from the block join me for a chat this morning. Guys, thank you so much for your time. How are you? We're good. How are you? Yeah, very well. Very well. You guys, you've certainly had a bit of a roller coaster ride. You guys initially applied for the block, thought you'd missed out, and then one night while you're out at a party, your phone rang. It was Channel 9. You thought, ah, whatever. They're probably telling us that we've missed out on it, whatever. And then you picked it up and they offered you back on the show. It's, it's, or into the show. Um, uh, crazy. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> Look, roller coaster is an understatement. <laughs> we were, we were at our local bolo with our friends and our kids. And, and yeah, like you said, we had a couple of wines and the phone rang and Brian said, don't answer it. Like, they're just telling us we're not on. I thought, no, I'll answer it. And, Sure enough, it was. We need to hear seven a.m. Monday morning. Wow! And what what day was this? Like Saturday night. It this was Saturday afternoon. So oh. it was the day before Easter Sunday. Um, and yeah. It was... Yeah. So it was a Saturday afternoon. Wow! That that quick. That is just phenomenal. How how soon after you'd initially applied for the show? Um, did this did this all happen? Did you? It was it a couple of months where you guys like oh we've tr- well and truly missed out on this. Yeah, we knew that the show had started. Yeah. We knew that um, Ellen Joel had been cast on. So we were basically, you know, we, we had to say goodbye to it. We yeah. were ready to apply again for next year. We were putting it all behind us. Um, and Scotty called. Yeah. And we went running. <laughs> and, and running you did. I can imagine that was a very hectic Sunday organising everything and and sort of putting your life on pause, I guess. You do mention Joel and Ellie. They were the contestants you guys replaced, and there's been a little bit of a cloud of controversy surrounding those guys. Do you let that affect you too much, or you're just there to to fill their shoes and make make your own out of it? No, we're not. You know, it, the fact that they left, you know, we replaced them. So if anything, we're, we're kind of thankful we got the opportunity, mm. um, and we took it running. You know, we were excited to go on the show, so we couldn't uh, we couldn't be any more happy that that it was us that actually got to film it. Yeah, you're obviously longtime block fanatics. How long have you loved the show for? Oh, we've loved the show for years. We're constantly watching. We're rewatching. We're taking inspiration. Um, you know, we're judging along with everyone else. We love the show. So to actually be a part of it, to see Scotty, to see Keith and Dan. To be, you know, in in the judging room was just unbelievable. Completely surreal for some some block fans. What's your game plan on the show? Who's who's the strengths and weaknesses? What have you got? It's a bit of a job interview, I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, you know, we're we're pretty good. We play to each other's strengths. Um, where I fall down, Ryan kind of picks that back up, and and vice versa. So we're a good team in that sense. We've worked together before, so. We're just um, we're looking at hopefully balancing this out and having a, a smooth ride. Fingers crossed. Your long-time block watchers and viewers, what's your, your, your renovation or building background? Have you done that kind of stuff? Uh, we've, done, we've done some renovations. Um, my, my background is a plumbing, so yeah. that's been my area for the last 15 years. But now we've, we've started a renovation company together. So we've got a little bit of yeah. experience. Um, which is going to help a lot. That's awesome. How are you with your paint colours? I asked that question because I've got a quick uh, game to play with you guys. Paint colour or fake? I'm going to give you two paint names. One of them's a legitimate paint colour, and the other one I just made up. 
Um, okay, great. So Sounds let, good. Let's see how good you are at uh, going through those. See, see how much you picked up from the Julux, Julux colour-swapped cards over the years. Um, oh, I don't for it. So the first one is Seduction or Sequium Dream. Which one of those do you think is a legitimate paint colour? I think Sequium Dream. Yeah. Sequium Dream. It's actually seduction. Is it? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a bit racy for a paint colour, isn't it? It's, it's bright purple, I'll have you know. Oh, who is it seducing? <laughs> I'm not sure. Someone who's colourblind, I reckon, with the, <laughs> with the hues of this purple. It's uh, it's it's a, a told to polar opposite of what I imagine seduction is, but hey, each to their own. Um, I've got grandma's sweater or freshly baked. What do you reckon? Oh, God. Freshly baked, sure. Gotta be. Freshly baked, you're going with... It's Grandma's sweater. <laughs> no way. And what colour is that? What do you is reckon? Green? green, you reckon? Like a kind of... I imagine it to be either a really dark emerald green or... I don't know. Like a, yeah, I imagine it to be a dark emerald green. That's kind of what I was imagining. Again, I, I don't know what they were on when they named this colour because it's like a, a a pastel blue, I'd right, say, okay. for Grandma's sweater. They might be, uh, <laughs> be a little bit too much of paint, open paint fumes in that room when they're naming the colours, right? <laughs> too many paint fumes. And, and finally, I've got Poetic Princess or Logan's Flesh. What do you reckon? I'm going with Logan's Flesh. Because on it, and it's probably going to be like some kind of dark red or something. That <laughs> that seems to be where this game's heading. I'm going for Logan Flesh. How about you, Ryan? What do yeah, you reckon? No, I'll go. I'll go number one. You going Poetic Princess? Yeah, why not? Well, look, I'm pleased to say we've got half a point on the board. It is Poetic Princess. Oh, there you go. There we go. It's You've a, got to win some. <laughs> it's a dark pink. A dark Lovely. pink shade. So there you go. Guys did very well. Hey, all the best with your uh, block journey. I'm really looking forward to you guys smashing this out of the park. And, I mean, such a cool story as well. So fantastic yeah, to see. Thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. We, uh, we look forward to everyone seeing what we can do. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Ryan and Rachel from the block, thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much. Have a good day. That is the Cranberries Dreams at 18 past 8 here at 92.9. JB here. Thanks to Country Auto's GWM Havel Bridge Street, West Hamworth. The Mayor, Russell Webb, good morning. How are you? Good morning to you and good morning to the listeners out there. Got a bit of a council meeting tonight. Uh, look, not a lot going on. What's uh, what's going to be discussed this evening? A relatively quick one in comparison to the last couple. You've had some whoppers the last couple of weeks, so yeah, we've, um, we've had a bit a of an early of interesting mark. meetings. Uh, this one's a fairly short meeting. And yep. Of course, um, we've got a Merrill Minute again on the um, Regional Unlimited, uh, I guess, the leadership training program that's attached to the Yvonne Kent uh, commemorative portrait, uh, yep. and that's something that uh, I'm looking to see supported. I think we will get that supported, yep. but it's about it's about creating uh, opportunities for young young people and young business people to to get involved with others and be mentored and yep. I guess coached in better leadership into the into the future. So they're they're the uh, I guess they're the leaders of the future for the yeah. city, and we need to give them whatever um, support we can. Yep. And very important to us as a region to to grow and keep growing. And in five and ten years' time, we want good leaders. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Um, really, the uh, probably the. The one that might strike most of the interest in the business paper is the economic benefits of a more reliable water supply for Tamworth. Yeah. 
And there's a report that's been put together and it's um, being called for by the council from the Regional Australian Institute in, in uh, partnership with the CSIRO to bring together a whole heap of information and models on what we need to do and uh, I guess for the future and what we can what we can use to help advocate as a council to the government and advocate on behalf of the community for better, more secure water supplies. And if we don't, mm. this report is telling us what the shortfalls are. Yep. If we don't have a, a more secure water supply. And it's very, very important to our, our region to have that water supply as secure as we can possibly make it. And, of course, there's lots of talk about Nungau and Dam. There's lots of talks about... Uh, a lot of other opportunities to make our water supply more secure. But this report actually highlights the disbenefits of not having a, yep. a secure water supply, the, the cost to the, uh, to the wider community, the cost to the city, um, the potential loss of jobs into the future if we don't have enough water to sustain the industries that we've got here. So it, that's going to uh, be an interesting uh, talk, talk yep. feature tonight. And I mean, the water security pretty much really underpins everything we do. I mean, if we don't have that water infrastructure here, there's so much at stake. And I mean, we got, it was really, it was, it was coming down to crunch time during the last drought with the, with the water security issues. Are you, you hoping a little bit more can be done in that space, in that area? Look, I think it's very important that with this report now we can get more done in that space. And it highlighted, uh, and I found it interesting, that, that you know, one of the most severe droughts that I've seen, or definitely the most severe yep. drought that I've seen in my lifetime, but it was described as a little bit less than one in a hundred. So it wasn't quite a one in a hundred drought. Yeah. But then the reports that came to us talk about with climate changing and things that are happening there in that space, uh, this would probably become a one in 50 year event. Okay. Which really means there's got to be more focus on making that water security, um, that that work that's done on yeah. that uh, more relevant and needs to be done more quickly because this could happen again tomorrow. And yeah. We, and we don't need to see that. Yeah, we got down about 14 or 13.8%, yeah. I think it was in Chappie Dam. Yeah. Uh, in the last drought and everyone was getting very, very nervous Hmm. as to where that might take us. Uh, businesses were starting to struggle, but they were they retained their staff, which means that uh, they were fe being fairly resilient through it, but there was going to be a cracking point at some point. We didn't reach that cracking yeah. point, uh, but let's look into the future. If that same thing happened again in the next five or ten years, I'd say a lot of those businesses probably would reach that cracking point and then you might see some job losses. We saw no job growth through the drought, yeah. but we didn't see a huge amount of job losses. Yeah. So... This report is giving us something to go to government with and say, well, listen, this is what could happen if you don't help us do something. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, exactly. Um, I, apart from that, there's a bit of stuff in there from the Youth Council, which yeah. is a bit exciting for uh, our young leaders of tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, they're doing some great work in the Youth Council space. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at, uh, there's a recommendation there that we put some dough into a, into a program to help them um, yeah. expand their their uh, activities and I think that's um, that's something we need to do yeah but uh, really there's not much more in the business paper other than the number of items in confidential which yep. you know, obviously we can't talk about but uh, just on another note uh, I was in Sydney with the general manager last week we went to uh, a skills forum for yep. regional New South Wales it was a very good uh, forum to attend and be a part of and we listened to uh, different ministers we listened to someone from the McKell Institute the shadow minister and the minister for skills and training and heard what they have to say about 
uh, where our training is is at the moment, where they're looking to to take TAFE, for yep. example, into the future. And I think all of us that have had some experiences with TAFE have seen that it that it has dropped off a bit, um, and the service levels that we've been given to for a number of courses has dropped off, and it's all related to, to cost and expenditure. But we need to get that right for the future because we are so short of skilled people, mm. and it doesn't matter whether it's in the trades for building, the trades for mechanical, or even in, in the health industry. Yeah. Um, you know, we are so short of skilled people. Yeah. And it's uh, it's a real challenge at the moment. I, I can't believe the cost of TAFE now. I did TAFE 15, 16 years ago, and it was I could literally afford to do it with pocket money. I had a look a couple of years ago at some of the TAFE courses, and through no one's fault, but I nearly fell off my chair when I saw some of the costs. It was, it was literally... In some instances, in some courses, I saw it was cheaper to actually go to a private named college yeah. than do it through the, 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 the government TAFE system. So it's um, certainly, you know, TAFE, I think, through the 70s and 80s was always seen as a kind of low-cost, low-fee option. That's kind of gone off skew in the last seems 15, have, 16 yeah, seems years. Seems to have gone out the window yeah, a bit. And yeah. that, that low cost option actually allowed a lot of people to go to TAFE, yes. allowed a lot of people to get skills. And I yeah. mean, I'm talking about proper skills. I'm not talking about learning how to cook or knit or do pottery or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about people that want to get skills in the health industry, yep. get skills for construction, the building industry, and, yeah. construction or skills in a mechanical or yeah. or a, uh, a fitter and turner type yes. thing. They're the people that need to be getting uh, skilled up. They're the people that, where the courses need to be focused on and they're the courses that we need to have uh, as provided as cheaply as possible yeah. not free yeah because there's a shortfall in our uh, in our community there's yeah. a shortfall in the community right across new south wales yeah and if we don't have those skilled people then we can't build our economies exactly mm. that's it that's right so that was a great thing to go to and of yep. course then the next day we had country mayors and we had other many other good speakers at that yeah uh, talking about biodiversity and and housing we had anthony roberts the minister for housing there talking about the challenges that that his government are facing, and we know here in our city, yep. in our region, the challenges that we're facing with the shortage of housing. Yeah. Uh, the three levels of housing being affordable housing, social housing, and just general housing yep. uh, all around. And a lot of that's driven by shortage of tradespeople again. Yeah. Unable to complete the projects that are in hand. Yeah. The cost of building has gone through the roof since COVID. Yes. And, of course, they, that affordable housing suffers from that. And there probably needs to be some more consideration given to how they can fund social housing projects into the future at government level. We're working with government to try and work out what we can do in our region to try and help um, take that forward at a faster rate of knots, but it's very, very difficult at the moment. Yeah. And one of the challenges that this region faces, and Tamworth in particular, is worker accommodation. Yes. Workers for, you know, for the three lots of abattoirs here, workers for the pipeline, for example, yes. that's running the pipeline up to... Um, to Dungown from the Tamworth water treatment plant. Yep. I mean, we've got them currently now living in the flying college because yep. there's no other accommodation around for people like that. Uh, and they need to be accommodated. We yeah. need that work done. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of challenges and uh, we're working <laughs> through them. Russell Webb, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for coming in for a chat. We'll catch you again next uh, fortnight. Yeah, thank you and uh, have a great day. It's a beautiful looking day out there, but cold start. It is certainly 8.28 here at 92.9 Regional News Next. Australia's hottest burger is back at...